When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's your line, man. I know. Hi, I'm Matt Lieb. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Yourself a Gun, a Sopranos podcast where we go through every episode of The Sopranos and talk about it. Today, our guest is Shireen Eunice. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah. I know I did. I don't know why I asked. Uh, You know her from the uh, wonderful podcast ethnically ambiguous on the how stuff works network uh we are so excited to have you on this podcast i'm so excited to be here i wanted to be on here for a while and the only reason i'm here is because i reminded you yes that so, is that is true it's because I, <laughs> I did your podcast and then you're like uh i really would like to do the sopranos podcast yeah. and i was like hell yeah even though your podcast has more listeners than this one but the soprano i mean you say sopranos am i sure is it sopranos or sopranos well we'll figure that out after i feel like i say it differently every time right yeah yeah that's true it's potato potato type yeah. thing okay. but we'll figure that out after the theme song Pod. 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 Podcast. Pod. 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 Podcast. Oh, that is uh, that has lost all of its charm. That theme song. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, the second season of this podcast, and at this point, this song just kind of—I mean, just everything that was funny about imagine, it. Imagine, imagine if the Sopranos characters had to listen to "Got Yourself a Gun" on set like every morning yeah. before they started shooting. You know, that's how I used to think TV shows were done. <laughs> I did used to think that like everyone show me that smile, smile again. Show me smile and like the don't whole... waste another <laughs> minute of your crying sorry yeah that's another we'll do we'll, a, we'll have to do a growing pains theme song uh podcast yeah so the best is ready uh, uh, i think i just peaked um so yeah i used to think that you had to listen to it uh, the whole cast like that was basically how mm-hmm. they got into shows yeah. but uh turns out that's probably not true actually i don't probably know not. i've never worked yeah. on a tv show <laughs> only on internet content um so uh, today's episode, uh, it is season two, episode three, and this episode is called Toodle Fucking Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm very excited uh, to talk about this one because yeah. uh, it is, uh, it's early in season two, but it's already, to me, one of the highlights of the season. First yeah. uh, Meadow episode, I think. First, first Meadow, well, it's, very, it's the most Meadow heavy. I mean, 
college from yeah. episode uh, from season one. That was a pretty the one where they go off to college. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a great one. That's, I mean, this episode a lot of people are introduced though. A lot of people yeah. are. Yeah, this is where season two really gets uh, a lot of its uh, a lot of the meat. Yeah. On, that's on that bone. Yeah. You know? The first time we see Richie. Yeah, we meet Richie Priel no. and all Beansy. that. But before we get into that first, uh, you know, I think it is time that we take a trip. To the, to the way back to machine. the way back. That's machine. right. Well, we're going all the way back to January thirtieth, two thousand. Two thousand. That was is when this episode came out. The year two thousand. Wow. Yeah. It was. You know, at the time we thought it was the future. And now it's the past. Now it's the now past. It's the Wild. Past. Yeah. That's how that works. That's insane. Actually, when you put it that way. <laughs> it was. Uh, that was actually Super Bowl Sunday. Oh wow! Which is oh. weird because Super Bowl is like late. I feel like it's late, mid to late February now. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, man, times have back changed. In my day. Yeah. Back yeah. in my day, uh, the Rams uh, beat the Titans twenty-one to twenty-three to sixteen. That was the uh, one-yard short game that was later referenced uh, in the movie Castaway. You see, I don't remember sports. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that. I mean, I related it to movies for you guys. I don't you know. What I, I don't know what else you want me to do. If you had told me you what was the most, uh, pop- I, I, I related it to Tom Hanks. Yeah, I know. Everybody okay. likes Tom Hanks. Yeah, no, sure. I mean... He's okay. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's probably a pedophile. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. No, he's not. I mean, maybe. But I mean, at this point, I'm willing to believe that yeah. all of my heroes are. You know what I mean? I want to see that Epstein plane log is what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyways, Tom Hanks was welcome to Epstein Yourself a Gun, <laughs> where we talk about Sopranos and the fact yeah. that Epstein did not commit suicide. Uh, the number Spoiler one alert. movie in the country was Eye of the Beholder uh, with mm. Ashley Judd. Yeah. And Ewan McGregor. She is a lady, lady serial killer. That's right. Ashley Judd was like... At this time in America, Relevant. in America, Ashley Judd was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. She was Before just... she got Weinsteined. Is that what happened? I think so. I think she got like black, got, blacklisted yeah. a little bit. By Weinstein. Apparently, yeah. Fucking A, dude. This is a really... I'm telling you, dude. This is a Me Too episode. <laughs> we're going to talk about all... We're going to talk about Epstein. We're going to talk about Weinstein. We're going to talk all about... All the Steens. All the Steens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> no, no, that's not on you. That's it on, is. That's, I said it. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, so this episode, uh, synopsis, Richie April gets out after 10 years in prison and starts reasserting his authority while unaware of the changes made in the crime family's archetype. Yeah. Meadow gets in trouble after a party and get after a party gets out of hand. Um, so I feel like uh, Toodle Fucking Ooh. Yeah. What a title. Uh, I, I feel what like title. the title sets a tone, which then the tone is this episode generally uh, thinking that Dr. Melfi is more important to this story than I feel like she is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, um, I tried to do the thing where I go like, but like, if it's like art, mm-hmm. like what does Toodle fucking ooh actually mean? Because <laughs> there's like the literal, like, because mm-hmm. she said it, right? But like, also, it's also like Toodaloo as in goodbye like goodbye to Beansy. Oh. But oh. it doesn't really go anywhere. I know. Well, it doesn't really work. I think it's I think it's is her, her even though she's not in it a lot, yeah. what what we see of her is really important because it is. it's her giving a shit. And it's the first time we see her psychotherapist. Yes, that's yeah. true. So it's yeah. setting up this whole thing that she's talking to someone else about Tony. So yeah. she's actually like has feelings about the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. The thing is I don't really give a fuck about Mel. Melfi's feelings at all on this point. Oh, I don't know. I just don't care I, about I, that storyline right well, now. I, 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 like I, in the, in like the grand scheme of themes, uh, yeah. things, I'm like, 
Oh, like this. Well, I connect it to the grand scheme and I see it as a very, it's an important episode in terms of Melfi's storyline because of the fact that Toodle. She's coming back to him. Toodle references the fact that in this episode, Dr. Melfi happens to run into uh, Tony Soprano Mm -hmm. and his crew at a restaurant and is like surprised. And then like they make small talk. She's a little tipsy. She's a little tipsy. He's very cold to her. And then on her way out, she turns to him and goes, Toodaloo, and mm-hmm. she is now obsessing over the fact yeah. that she is. I have a clip of her psychologizing herself. Oh, please, yeah. please, please. Young girls are not accountable for their behavior. I think Toodaloo was the action of a ditzy young girl. And I regressed into the girl thing to escape responsibility for abandoning a patient. He asked me for help. Look. I need you as a colleague to tell me that I did the right thing. Like, is is therapy that intellectualized? Because that is insufferable therapy. Yeah. So I was gonna say this about that particular uh, analysis. Mm-hmm. Is that I don't actually know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> no. This yeah. is also one of the few episodes where I would actually say the psychology in the episode is fantastic for the most part, except for that one part. Except for the part where it's directly about psychology. Except for the one part where it's directly about psychology yeah. because what, everything she just said, I'm just like, that's a long way to go for like, you're kind of attracted to him. Mm-hmm. You also felt like, there. I understand the like guilt that she feels for like abandoning him. It's like, toodaloo, sorry, you uh-huh. know, bye-bye. Yeah. But there's also like, uh, it's, it's so insufferably intellectualized that yes. you're just kind of like, but then again, it's almost like somebody an outsider is giving notes on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think her therapist analysis is better than hers yes. own. Yeah. Because she he said just something like, you were presenting yourself as Jennifer, not as doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and it's like, I think it's as simple as when she gets tipsy, um, mama gets a little horny. Mm-hmm. And like, this has been shown. She's yeah. uh, she's a horny tipsy lady. Let's drink another glass of wine. Yeah. She, I, I like can't believe we finished a whole bottle. Yeah. 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 She drinks a full bottle and then she uh, she hits on mobsters and that's okay. But, that's, but this is a huge part like a significant part in the whole story is because yes. this is the first time anyone sees her. Yeah. This is the first time they interact and people think like, oh, oh you yeah. used to have a fling with this person. Right. Yeah. I wrote down this quote that I thought was hilarious in this uh, bit. I think, uh, who says this? Uh, Pussy says this. He says, yeah. she had nice pipe fitter lips. Yeah. No disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Polly says something like, lips over tits what, yeah, really and then yeah. they all talk about how they never forget a single blow job and they yeah. try to get tony to be like was it great and he was like sure and then he gets mad but yeah, yeah. i got a yeah. little bit clip of that oh, oh yeah 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 trust me my boy there's two things i'm good at it's pulling dents and spotting good blow jobs not sweetie <laughs> world-class blow job lips am i right skipper by the way, it's not the size of the lips; yeah, it's, it's the motion of the ocean. You yeah, know it literally has nothing to do with the lip. Like the uh, this this entire idea is just made up. Wait, continue. Okay, maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying, like the idea that like just having specific lips. Well, I mean, yeah, dick sucking lips is a thing. Yeah, they it's sure. It's it. a thing, but well, it's they're more, nice to look at. But it's, it's a, not it's like a, oh, she can give a really good blow. Yeah, right. yeah. The idea that you would somehow magically uh, just through having like specific looking mm-hmm. lips be able to do i don't know i you know i'm just saying it's like when you look at junior soprano and it's like wow he's got that 
pussy eating chin. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh, that chin has seen some pussy juice. <laughs> I don't know why I did that voice. <laughs> yeah, but it's like. Uh, it is kind of, but that is, it's a very male conversation. Yeah. I mean, that's well, what I, I'll, play, I'll play some of the rest of it. What the fuck do I know? Long time ago. Oh, she was good. All right. I want to tell you. <laughs> good? Or great? <laughs> Why the fuck are you busting my balls? It was a long time ago. Hey, I remember every blowjob I ever got. How about you? It might be your first blowjob. Yeah, of course. How long did it take for the guy to come? <laughs> you hear that? I said, you remember your first blowjob? <laughs> then he said, repeats yeah. I said, How long did it take for the guy to I feel like that was a little hack. No, that is... He's done that before. He didn't have to repeat it right away. No. Like, I see what they're going for. No, that's so... Very, like, that's comic so strip. poly that anyone... Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's kind of like comic the strip. The dad joke is perfectly poly to begin with. It is. It is. But it's like him repeating it Immediately. Is, Not that's, even... that's what makes him poly walnuts, dude. Yeah. You can't just... Hate on that? Yeah. That's what makes it funny. You didn't have to repeat the whole line. That's what's so funny. No, No, I disagree. He's the most cartoonish one out of all of them, but I heard that he's actually, the creator said that he's the most accurate portrayal of what he thinks of. Like, like, you know what I mean? So that's, I thought it was cartoonish, but he exists. Polly's out there. Yeah, Yeah. there are, there are Polly's out there right now. (laughs) Polly's feel seen when they watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, a show for me. Hey. (laughs) So, uh, I had some Better. Well, first of all, let's get into the Bada B stories. Okay. What, let's list okay. them. What what happens in this episode? So, in terms of Bada B stories, um, I mean, I just wrote down a few, uh, but it's uh, Meadow parties at Livia's house. That's right, mm-hmm. and gets in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Richie uh, comes back from prison. Yeah, starts shaking things up and starts shaking down Beansy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Melfi flirts with Tony and feels terrible Has about it. Has a dream, it. a very crazy dream. Has a dope-ass dream. Meadows turns into Tony a little bit. She's working her parents. And Janice and... Uh, it's Janice, Livia, and Meadows' episode to shine in yeah. emotional manipulation. Oh, yeah. They are all playing perfect emotional manipulation that it's like they're like maestros. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like being able to communicate this like three multi-generational uh emotional manipulation is like it's wild right uh so yeah. like the, i know the episode's called toodle fucking which again is like a melfi reference i think a better title uh would have been we're old school right yeah because like i think that's like the fundamental conflict of sure right. not only the series but especially this episode yeah is like how old school are we exactly? yeah yeah it's yeah. like can i still beat my kids yeah uh like can can my nephew beat his mm-hmm. girlfriend yeah. not until you're married that was my oh, favorite yeah. that was, I, I wrote down that <laughs> quote too it's uh what was it you want to raise your hands? You give for your last name. And yeah. it sounded like this, like really, like yeah. Who told you I put my hand on her? Is this kid getting jerky with me? Look, kid, I shouldn't have to explain myself. I'm from the old school, you want to raise your hands? You give her your last name. Then it's none of my fucking business. Until then. Then we don't have a problem. Yeah, yeah. then we don't have a problem. You can beat her to death for yeah. all I can. She's her wife. Yeah. It's your right. But until that moment, you don't lay a finger on that beautiful angel. <laughs> well, okay. But once you marry her, you can literally kill her in front of me, and I'll Ooh. be like, hey, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> bada bing, bada bing, bada bing, bada boom. Oh, my God. What are you going to do? You're killing her in the knees. Sometimes you have to kill her in the knees. 
Uh, I'm sorry. Wait, so she, he calls her his niece. Who's her? Who are her parents? Uh, we never really know. Adriana's drunk brother mom. or sister. Yeah, I don't but know. But she's not like Jackie's. She's not I, like. I don't think. I don't think she's related to. I don't think they're actually related, right? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't have the, they don't like, give us the like family the tree at the beginning. Because of the, the Aprils are related to the Multisantis. We really need to get into genealogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all fucking. Because she other. did pick him up from the from the. She we saw yeah. her at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could be like a Rudy Giuliani thing where he finds out she's actually his cousin. Yeah, after uh, the fact. yeah. 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 But and you go, hey, what are you gonna do? Yeah, uh, so. so all right so questions yes uh-huh. uh, oh, oh i favorite favorite scene yes least favorite scene okay can all before right, we do you, that you can, all right i just want right. to say okay. i also have an alternate title okay uh and it's called uh and we have a bumper for it it's called it's the 90s that's i think this whole episode is our segment it's the 90s why why do you think it's, it's because the 90s. because it's it, the 90s parents are supposed to discuss sex with their children it's the 90s it's the 90s 90s because here's the thing this episode to me because that whole exchange that it's the 90s parents are supposed to uh talk about sex to talk about sex with their kids and in that scene he goes no 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 no. outside it's the 90s inside it's 1955 Mm -hmm. 1999 1955 like to me that's what this episode is it's like Everyone in it is going, hey, we're old school because uh, Richie Aprile's right? back. We're old school, aren't we're old we? School. Aren't we old school? But they're not, uh, but they're discussing being old school while meeting at a Brookstone in a mall. You <laughs> right. know? Yeah. yeah. Like it's very, it's very much like times have changed. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Richie Aprile really, uh, is kind of the crystallization of that. And he's actually the crystallization of multiple things, which we'll get into right. in another point. But first, favorite scene, least favorite scene? Yeah. Do you have? Um, I mean, okay. Yeah, we kind of put you on the spot. Meadow, Meadows. I, this is the first uh, quote that I really wanted to remember. But when she, in the very beginning of the episode, she just storms in the house. She's like, all she says is, "I could have taken ecstasy, but I didn't." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's and a then, lot of like good laugh lines. Yeah, in this and then fucking AJ, he's just like a fucking dweeb, just he's, like running around. <laughs> I don't know. Like that line just makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Definitely I don't know. The, I don't know if it's my favorite, but. Um, I mean, I, I like the the uh, the blowjob conversation. Maybe that's my favorite part of the, mm-hmm. in the, yeah. In yeah, the yeah. episode. Okay. It's a funny conversation. Um, and Polly is just hilarious. Yeah. Um, maybe my least favorite scene is I don't know. It's hard to say with this one. I haven't thought of this either. I um, also kind of like when uh, I, don't, I I hate and I love when her and her friend Meadow and her friend are like in the kitchen making a mess. Oh uh-huh. yeah, you know, I, know. Like, I love it, but singing, I also hate it. You know, yeah, singing, yeah, oh, singing no TLC. Scrubs. Yeah, maybe, yeah, I mean that's also up there. Yeah, but um, I don't know. My least favorite. So were were we to believe that they're on like ecstasy in that scene? Like they're or just stoned or there's something? Obviously, they're on something in that scene, right? I don't um, think so. You no, mean they're the, just making a mess? Scene? I think they're just dumb. Oh, you're talking about the cooking scene? Yeah, yeah they're no, making... they're not on anything. They're no? just they're, they're just messy. They're just they're they're cooking exactly like two 17 year old girls yeah. cook, which uh-huh. is like number one making really disgusting food with a frying pan, and number two getting a mess everywhere and talking about how much they hate their parents. Yeah, like it's very adolescent <laughs> yeah. cooking. I didn't think they were high at all. No. Okay. Maybe, maybe maybe one of the least favorite ones is when they're discussing her punishment. 
Oh, I, I like that though. You do? I mean, I did, I did like AJ's one line of like, I'm trying to watch TV. Yeah, and then yeah. I just like, it's one little shot and then it's moved on. I, I yeah. mean, maybe the least favorite scene would be the very, very, very last scene where she is at the house and she's scrubbing. <laughs> scrubbing the floor and crying. Like, uh, scrubbing the vomit. Was like she, she's gone with the wind or something. Because he looks through the. Um, he looks through the glass. door the glass door and she's the one doing did she force she got forced to do it i can't tell or did she do it on her own we don't know yet because yeah. it felt like the implication was he looked through and was like what what is meadow doing here right. and she's cleaning up the mess it's not a very strong ending yeah it's yeah. not a strong ending and i really well, you would think the first part of her punishment would be like you know you're gonna go clean you your think. grandma's house right and so what ended up happening also, is a wild party what kind of party do they just like stand out in the street and shout at cars. Yeah, usually the party's on the inside. Yeah. I did feel like that was... Uh... Th- that was post-cops yeah. coming, though. Yeah, but then people were still partying. Like Usually when the cops oh, come, like, yeah, you go, oh, scatter. shit, the cops! Right. Yeah. There was a girl drinking a beer inside, but yeah. Tony grabs a beer. Yeah, that's yeah, a good point. Yeah, I mean, but I just... If she was um, told by Tony that she had to go clean up mm-hmm. the, the mess, then I get it, but it doesn't imply that. It implies no. that she had some sort of like guilt about making such a mess after hearing Janice complain right. about it and decided to do it on her own, which doesn't fall doesn't, to yeah. me. That's 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 out of line, out of step with what the character right, does, yeah. especially so, in this episode. So I guess that's my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm not sure what my most favorite is, but like intellectually, I really did like the scene where she dictates her own punishment yeah. because I thought that was like brilliant manipulation Mm -hmm. um but i think i like that as like a collective of like a sequence of scenes in which janice is uh because i also really love janice being like you know kids gonna be kids Mm -hmm. you gotta let them fly or whatever the fuck every woman is controlled yeah right right to freedom and then she like goes back to the house sees it's destroyed and is like that fucking bitch like loses her mind um and then what's wonderful about that is then as soon as um, Carm is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? For the last time, stop telling me how yeah. to raise my goddamn yeah. kids. Oh, that's a good Carmella moment. It was a great Carmella She's moment. A good yeah. She's oh, one of, at Edie Falco, one of the best actresses who ever lived. Uh, she's still alive. And, uh, <laughs> but um, what I love even more is right at that moment, Janice turns it on and goes like, maybe I've stayed here too long mm-hmm. and is able to turn Carm from being someone who was in the right and yeah. yelling at Janice for being like, oh my God, you're so goddamn self-righteous yeah. and you pretend you know what you're talking about. You don't have any kids, so shut the fuck up. Yeah. She, and, filled the, she, she built this she, little space for her to do the Italian martyr thing. Yeah, yeah. she found the space yeah. and she utilizes it so perfectly that she gets Carmela to like to, beg her to, to stay. apologize and beg her to stay. Yeah. And I was like, brilliant that yeah. is masterful it's manipulation. masterful manipulation and and you see the same thing with livia soprano in the uh hospital, hospital bed scene where livia is basically i mean just kind of like able to uh turn whatever uh they were talking about into you know what she always does it mm-hmm. turns it into being about her and being a martyr and yeah. she's always martyring herself and it's like this yeah. three generations of uh of lady sopranos mm-hmm. who are just amazing at like turning people's emotions against themselves yeah yeah Yeah. uh so least favorite scene 
pretty much anything with Melfi in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the her and Peter Bog. I like Peter Bogdanovich's face a lot. I think he's like the mm-hmm. perfect actor for that. Yeah, he's got but a very just, turtle face. They're, they're like dueling insufferability. Is right, like, yeah. and it also feels like the writers just learned about therapy no but i i like the way they write them because they they are they write them as insufferable as they are yeah because that's who the writers are by the way the writers are the ones who like watched you know scarface and were like but what are the implications of when tony montana is um is he in love with his sister or is he just trying to like uh you know control like he is the patriarchy like it's like it's just like fucking like just pseudo intellectual pseudo uh psychological bullshit that Mm. every writer fancies himself like oh i really know a lot about the human condition and it's like no (laughs) you fucking don't uh yeah and then like the dream sequence i don't know it's just kind of boring i fast forwarded through it Oh, I, that's um, one of my favorites. Really? And then, rock. And then, yeah. No, well, I just never like dream sequences. I generally don't care. But that's the best uh, part wait, of the Sopranos? whole show. Yeah. The Sopranos? surrealism is what Are you insane? Wait, we've been doing this well again. Yeah. For at least I mean, I think the Sopranos the does it better than most show. shows. But I Sopranos still, it's invented. by far the weakest part of the show to me. I'm obsessed Sopran- with like surrealist so dream yes. fucking film. Like I, I try to incorporate it in every project I do. And that's the whole reason I started watching The Sopranos. Sopranos, yeah. Sopranos invented the the surreal dream sequence to the point where yeah. every other TV show that does a dream sequence just copies what they do. I mean, it's got to be a good me, dream sequence. You're telling me this whole time. You have not liked the dream sequences? They're bringing I don't, up well, right I don't dislike all of them, but I did, they're not my favorite part of the show, that's for sure. Mm. I don't know if they're my favorite part, but they they but they're an my least favorite part. part they're an essential part and they stand out. Uh, yeah, they stand sure. out as being like, I don't sure. know. They stand out as dreams. They're artistic distillations of the human condition. Have you well, I mean, I'm a I love Carl Jung and Love him. It's, it's, I, I mean, call him Carl Jung. <laughs> I've heard this correct pronunciation. And uh, I say Sopranos. Sopranos. Carl Jung loves a Soprano. No, but like the dreams, it just makes, I don't know. It's it's like heady. Uh, they're like they're very heady. I love yeah. them. Dreams I think are heady. That's one word for them. They are. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. You think you're smarter than everybody. You no, don't even like dreams. I don't. I'm um, sorry. Dreams? They're brain farts. Okay. I mean, farts are funny. They're not necessarily like deep farts what well dreams are brain farts is that what no, they they're are not no yeah, they, are. they mean they mean no. they mean carl Jung says so. yeah you don't know anything about carl i don't i really don't you know what? wait those are you, you, okay, another so funny line scene. another wait, funny hold line on, i gotta i gotta do my best scenes oh, your right. opinion doesn't matter anymore <laughs> yeah yeah your opinion is literally null and void dude so i got i got i got two choices i got the funniest line and then the funniest scene the okay. funniest line to me is uh is livia in the hospital bed yeah telling telling her, her roommate to shut up yeah. <laughs> and i think it's more of a visual than the punchline. yeah just like the look on that lady's face she's like i have cancer yeah, yeah. I, I also the i have the i also oh Sorry, yes yeah go ahead i mean how did he die the poor baby he had uh cancer me too oh, oh shut that cat <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Just the way 
face. She says so much venom oh, in the face. Rewound it three okay. times. And the way that she says that, and you can still see her happy yeah. face oh, in the background. Oh, so good. I What I really love, too, she's just so brilliant. In this scene, she also, when she turns on the TV, the first thing she sees is just someone skateboarding on a half pipe. And she acts so grandma. <laughs> yeah. She goes like, oh! <laughs> she, she, she keeps flipping the channel. Oh, he's totally in my face. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those things where it's like, this is exactly what kids who drink Capri Sun <laughs> yeah. think old ladies yeah. do. They see, like, they see, you know, an old lady when they're skating. They're like, she's probably so scared of me right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, Livia Soprano is <laughs> literally. Doing, like, ska, yeah. ska guitar riffs yeah, at her. Yeah, yeah. Take that, older generation. <laughs> ching, ching, ching. Uh, um, so, and then as far as scene. I think you guys both mentioned the scene, which is when Jan. It's the first scene when Janice is being an especially pain in the ass, telling mm-hmm. them not to punish uh, Meadow, and it's like, and it's got Meadow, Carmela, and Janice all yeah, yeah. in the kitchen at the same time, and it's yeah. kind of just like a symphony of, like you said, manipulation, mm-hmm. and you know, they're all. It's g- solid acting as well. Yeah, doesn't make it too much of this. No, I don't think we're making enough. She was drunk. Her choice. There's a Zuni saying. For every 20 wrongs a child does, ignore 19. There's an old Italian saying, you fuck up once, you lose two teeth. See? That's what all this is about. Ego and control. I beg your pardon? No, please, please. Don't, don't try to make sense with her. No, I want to understand this. Go, go ahead, tell me. You want to hold on to control over a young woman whose entire biological determinism is to achieve independent thought and behavior. And because she's exercised her independence, you want to penalize her because you don't agree with her choices. Why don't you go get a fucking permanent or something? I'm trying to watch TV. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you think uh, a permanent uh, is... That's what a perm is short for. I think it's just short for perm. Oh, so it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was a possible malapropism. No. No, no, no. no. Okay, so... That's just like sometimes they would call it a permanent. When they're trying yeah. to be, when yeah. they're not into the whole brevity thing. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. no, I yeah. I love that scene. To me, that's like if you look at that, it's just got everyone involved. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got a lot of moving parts, and I yeah. thought they did it really well. To me, like her analysis is as insufferably uh, as insufferable and funny as the analysis uh, right. that Melfi right. and uh, her therapist. Yeah, are but doing. I find this one funnier because. I don't know. I just find because you think the writers are going, no, this is right. Well, because and- like we're Tony and AJ in this scenario, like yeah, we're yeah. just like like shut up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's true. There's- I think it's funny because we're laughing at Janice, whereas yeah. like in the Melfi scenes, I think we're supposed to like agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're supposed to really meditate on her like, oh, inner yeah, child. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what is yeah. the difference between Melfi and Jennifer? Yeah, I yeah. Like, I don't fucking. Care. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that is that's one of my that's one of my favorite scenes just because I love I love Janice's kind of like uh, bringing the kind of like new age like yeah, thing yeah. into Soy the milk and yeah, yeah yeah into the old school right and, and like I don't know if that's a common thing in Italian families but like we definitely had. One at least. Oh yeah, every, at least one. Every, what, was her, what was her one. chosen name in this one? Parvar- Par- so, Parvati. I was gonna get to that. Parvati Wasatch, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty amazing because she like it, apparently lived in Seattle, where like Wasatch is. Isn't it like Wasatch is like a town in, in oh, Washington? Oh. Pretty sure. So that's kind of like Parvati. Yeah. So yeah. It's kind of like. The, isn't, that, isn't, there, isn't that a type of cheese? Or no? Oh yeah, they make a joke where they're like, "Is she? What is she? A type of cheese?" Like in one oh, of the episodes. Do. Um, 
But uh, Janice has some good lines in this one. There was one line uh, when she's doing yoga with Richie, where yes. she says, "You seem very supple." Yes, and I was like, "I'm gonna <laughs> clock that and use that later." Yeah, and, and that I was gonna bring that. There's up. a lot of comments about uh, Richie's body in this. Yeah, one. He, he's he was a down dog. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, he's sinewy. He's supple. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. He's delicious. I was gonna. I, was, I thought I mixed Sexy. up. I mixed up when he told Junior to put clothes on because he was getting a. What did what he say? A, ch- a chubby. Oh, yeah, I'm getting a chubby. Yeah, yeah I'm getting a chubby. Yeah. Just looking at you. Yeah. yeah. He's um, really good. Richie's a really good ass kisser. Yeah. When he wants to be. When he mm-hmm. wants to be. Um. um now Richie, Richie. Yeah. So what I was gonna say uh, was that just in terms of talking about the new age stuff, that what I love about Richie April, the introduction of him in the show, is that he to me is the perfect distillation of the old school and new school like mm. binary, the dichotomy, I guess. Right. Uh, in that like he is clearly like I'm old school, but in prison he learned to meditate mm. and he <laughs> yeah. started doing yoga. Yeah. Now I don't know if maybe he was just saying the meditation thing just to like be like, and I basically that's my way of saying Beansy. I thought about you this whole time and how I'm going to kick your fucking ass <laughs> right? when I get out of here. Yeah. And the yoga thing, maybe it was just to get uh, to Janice, but it did seem like he knew what a downward facing dog mm-hmm. was. It sure. seemed like he yeah. actually did. No, he, yoga, he, it seemed like he was doing it. Which real. Is, it's just very funny to consider like that. He is both of those worlds. Right. Where he's like, he but is, thinks he's only one. Right. And he's so much like Janice in that sense, which is what I love about this burgeoning relationship mm-hmm. that you're going to see in later episodes is that they are so much alike in that they are because they're both shark they're both like ruthless and shark-eyed yes. and completely self-interested mm-hmm. yeah and but one is deluding themselves and like janice is deluding herself into thinking that she's not that right and yeah. and and uh fucking richie is a sociopath who's going to be using the tools of meditation and yoga for his sociopathic <laughs> doings yeah. which is the distillation of the entire show yeah and which i think is wonderful because it's like the show is basically tony soprano learning about his inner feelings and still being a sociopath yeah and like maybe well, he i has- also like how you know all like the new agey like eastern stuff and the, the psychology like mm-hmm. on the face of it it's supposed to be this uh very like communal touchy-feely mm-hmm. Uh, philosophy but most of the people that are really into it are by far like the most self-centered yeah. people around and it's all like and so it's perfect that yeah. Richie and Janice are like the faces of it it's almost like it's a saying that and it's it's kind of unfair but like at its core all of this self-help shit is self-centered you know? oh, yeah for sure and, and which it, it is which i think it is in, not, in always, many, not necessarily not in a bad I do, way i do think that, you do have to take you owe it to other people to take care of your own shit absolutely but. yeah and self-centeredness is not necessarily something that is bad or evil no. but it can be also used for evil manipulative purposes right and so the thing i was going to ask about richie like is he the first legitimately scary character because he has this mm. energy where he like manages to be scary even though he's like this little he's very joe pesci like they have oh, the same yeah. kind of energy like wild card yeah, yeah they're like, it's like unpredictable you don't know what he's gonna do yeah. like, the first time i watched like, the you episode, feel like he could hold his head at arm's length and he wouldn't be able to punch you yeah. but he's such yeah, a psycho he might yeah. stab you like the whole the whole beansy like running over him and everything like that was that's insane like, yeah, he, yeah, like yeah. he's yeah. like you're, you're introduced to this character and he's like doing yoga and the next episode in the next minute he's just like getting a blowjob and then running someone over you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. it's 
crazy. It's, it's it is it's it's and we had the Chekhov's coffee pot moment. Oh yeah, yeah. So where it's he like breaks the coffee oh, pot yeah, on yeah, like yeah, Chekhov's yeah. gun. Where, like, where he's like, why why did that waiter put the coffee? Just leave the coffee pot on the table, and then like a second later, he breaks it over the guy's head. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah. you can't have a coffee pot in the shot without using it. Same thing with Chekhov's gun, dude. And it's like it, it is more obvious. I remember at the time of my first viewing, I didn't consider the fact that he was about to do that and it's because mm-hmm. you didn't really know what kind of a person you yeah. right. just met him so as soon as he does that it says it's setting him up for the most exactly haphazard character yeah. ever yeah well he has the scariest kind of energy where you can never tell if he's like f- like trying to fuck with you or yeah like is he leading you down the path where he's gonna belittle you or is he yeah. really just well, paying you a compliment that's exactly what he did to tony he yeah. asked like what exactly. how's your sister and tony was like shut up and yeah he was like, i was actually just asking you about how your sister was. which was a little which bit weird because true yeah they were already going at each other yeah. at the time that happened it was like it was already like hey fuck you hey fuck you and there's like, hey, a about your sister and what yeah. Oh, you were just being nice? Like, no, I wasn't being nice. Yeah, you, you guys have to both... give him a lot of credit. You guys oh, are... yeah. I just remembered the what I'm, a scene that bothered me, the comedian. Oh, uh, yeah, I love uh, the comedian. I love bad comedian. This <laughs> yeah. is the second yeah. time bad comedian has appeared uh, on it? The Sopranos. The first time he was doing the old folks home in season... The same person. Same guy. Whoa. He's, uh, he, uh, I think he's coming back. Yeah, he, Big he... welcome home to our guest of honor. Richie was surprised all the changes the last 10 years. New Jersey with its own hockey team. You know, it's interesting. Meadowlands is the only NHL arena where the penalty box is maximum security. Maximum security penalty box. Help me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Help me. Oh, fuck. I was talking to uh, the penalty box. Help me. I think helping oh, me fuck. is the <laughs> Sorry, I was just... talking to uh, Pauly Walnuts, who was under the impression that Richie had been in Bosnia. Well, there's also a large Muslim population. I really wanted to know where he was going with that joke. Me and they're too. like, oh, that's enough. Get this fucking Yeah, I'm like, hey, listen, we, we can take a little ribbing about our town, but don't go after the Muslims. They've had it hard enough. Like, I do love the idea that, like, at this one point, they're like, I'm going to write a blog post about this. <laughs> yeah. I said, no racism, no sexism, no homophobia with our stand-up comics. Yeah. I don't know why I did a Bernie impression when I did that. <laughs> so, yeah, that quickly turned. That did. It yeah. did. It's hard for me to, you know, it's a, you know, it's accents. Um, What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, but yeah, I, I like the, I I love like the bad scene. I love <laughs> yeah, bad of comic because it shows. I don't know. There's something about this TV show's disdain for the, not just this particular stand-up comic, but almost <laughs> all stand-up comedy. Yeah. Like this is how they view stand-up. And entertainment and and entertainment in general. It's like if it's not like titties, <laughs> and if it's like yeah. a guy up there just trying. There's something about like because that's that's guy is exactly how I feel whenever I'm performing uh, for a group of people who I, I like when I'm in Sacramento I feel like <laughs> I try not to be this guy like whatever I do don't be like help me the, you know? the way he says help me is hilarious it's very good he's probably a great cop do you have a, t- a hard time in Sacramento no I have a great time in Sacramento I was trying to think of like a, a place where I would like it's the like the middle of nowhere it's like it, it, to me it's like there whether or anytime not anytime you're doing comedy in a venue where they're not expecting comedy yes, it's touch yes. and go well, I, mean, it was I guess funny. it's a bar show yeah. yeah as soon as he was done there was like bring out the tits yeah and yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah in the same frame he leaves and like like five tits come out yeah or I mean six I guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did tits work one, one person just a <laughs> yeah. single one in the center uh, I love yeah. the mono titty um, but uh, I I think that what I, I do also- wonder if they cast the blowjob girl specifically because she had like bad implants and kind of looked like she'd be given a blowjob in a mob club. I don't think so. You don't think, I think so? Th- I think that's just what she looked like. I think that's just what they look like. Maybe. I don't know. Is it that meta? And like, yeah, yeah. Do you think they were like, we need a real. I mean, that's literally the one. only thing she's doing in the show. Like, what else would they cast her for? But. I- I mean, just to look like a prostitute stripper. Yeah. I guess you're saying like yes. it shouldn't be someone who's too. Like natural like a, or hot no, i mean you, like when you when you imagine uh richie april coming home from prison and getting a blowjob that is the person you would you imagine. imagine like okay it's gonna be like a girl in a wig i guess with i bad never implants. imagined it vince okay. yeah well i guess you thought yeah. a lot about this dude <laughs> yeah. you thought she make, a, have, make a show about my dream sequence she yeah. has huge boobs one of them had giant tits yeah, yeah. tiggle well, most of them yeah well no, one of the ones that were in that room yeah like, yeah, they, yeah they were they were huge they were too too much no i mean uh, to each their own you know? i mean there's a level where i'm just like not for me not for me <laughs> fair enough i don't want it i want sure. you know nor like normal <laughs> i'm sorry um i did think that number one uh i want to say just back to stand-up comic real quick this scene i thought i i, I liked it also because they are so obsessed with like gangsterism and mob movies that I guarantee they were like trying to do the Richard Belzer scene from uh 
from Scarface, mm-hmm. oh, you yeah. know, when Richard Belzer is at the, you know, they're at like a, some sort of dance club or something yeah. like that. And they were like, oh, you know, Richie's back. Let's get him a stand up comic. He loves Scarface. <laughs> like, you know, that that was the feeling behind, like, why the fuck would they have a stand up comic at Richie's? coming home party i mean it's sort of the adult version of like a children's clown where none of the mm-hmm. ch- children yeah. like want to see a clown yeah 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 <laughs> for sure um but also what i was going to say was back to the blowjob scene does he he just doesn't finish right is that what yeah. we're supposed I, to oh really i thought he finished but it, I, it, it sounded like he like either didn't finish or wasn't able to get hard or like or something like, it, like got softer yeah something. because he gives them money and they say we're not supposed to take any money from you and then she's, he, he was like no no go ahead and then they're like did we do anything wrong yeah. he's like no you're fine mm-hmm. like we did we do anything wrong implies that he wasn't able to but get then, it up for me the very next scene yes. is when he goes after beansy and i'm like oh there's a romance here yes. that's what uh, i thought and and i was what, like and, and to me it's like also what gives him a chubby yeah it was seeing junior exactly so i'm not saying it's like a homoerotic thing i'm saying i mean not necessarily but i'm saying it's more like a um i feel like he only has a boner for violence <laughs> yeah he has yeah. a boner for the life us, right. that's where he gets his boner right <laughs> yeah i mean the blowjob scene was confusing because they did the thing with the lights and i couldn't figure out who turned the lights on or off like uh, like oh I guess you don't like the lights on or something like yeah, that yeah 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 and then yeah. I was but like well, who also, turned it but that's yeah, also that's, implying yes. that he's into men yeah like all right. I saw in this episode yeah. was like Richie's closeted Richie's closeted yeah. and then later yeah. you see him get with Janice and I'm just like what like I didn't think about it but you make some good points you that, do. this episode for me is like you meet Richie and then by the end I'm like oh he's closeted oh yeah, yeah. and also like what is like part of me was like I understand his obsession plus he's got those blowjob lips. He does. He does have blow. Oh, you know what? You guys are actually making an interesting. Okay, look at this guy over here working for the pipe fitters union. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, okay, I uh, identify as queer, and like I feel like there are so, like I feel like I'm waiting for shows to like yeah queer bait me in a way that I'm just like looking <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this episode was so obvious to me, so yeah. it doesn't pan out in that way. I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be subtle like I, that. I, I, I'm interested to see if it does pan out. I think that's a really... Because here's the thing. I, I, I haven't looked at it with those eyes yet. And I'm trying to remember what Janice and because Richie's... pan out. I just nope. that. No, I didn't. It's pan. But never mind. What pan like what? Like Pan's Labyrinth? No, like pansexual. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very next scene, yeah. after the blowjob, he goes to Beansy, and Beansy says, you have a massive hard-on for me. Oh, my God. You are right. Duh. You, I think you're right. I, I, Like, there is... There are so many oh. hints. By the way, there's some trivia about the director of this episode. Yeah? Uh, Lee Tamahori, he was uh, arrested, dressed as a woman... Uh, trying for trying to give a uh, undercover policeman a blowjob at an airport. The what? director of this, the yeah, direct- the director of this. Uh, s- sources close to the 55-year-old New Zealand-born Tama Hori say he is known to enjoy wearing latex and heading to fetish clubs with his girlfriend. They say the star also enjoys dressing up in uniforms. Uh, charges were laid against him in Los Angeles last month after police say he donned a black wig and a revealing off-the-shoulder dress to approach an undercover officer with offers of performing a sex act for money. Uh, no one was surprised when Lee was arrested for a sex offense, a uh, Los Angeles friend of Tamahori said. I feel like... He's always been kinky in his private life, but the transsexual thing was a shock. He's never shown any interest in men sexually. Okay, first of all, dressing up as uh, a woman does not make you... Like, does he identify as trans? 
It just sounds like he likes cross-dressing. Yeah, he likes cross-dressing. Yeah. Anyone could like that. I, what, I don't understand why you're, what point you're making. I'm just saying, I like, the, why the, are they the like... That, the, person that, the person that's being quoted is just a little bit misinformed. I'm just saying they're misinformed. Yeah. Uh, and also... Uh, oh, okay. Like, because a kink and uh, being trans... Well, he did try to blow things. the cop, apparently. Well, that's okay, but that has nothing to do with anything. Being, uh, I'm just talking about gender identity. <laughs> yeah, you're be, right. You can, you can you're be, right, but I don't understand what like where, where we're going with it. I'm trying to show I am wild. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. I'm trying really hard. I'm trying hard <laughs> to be wild. I'm sorry. Excuse me. That is, that is a fascinating on. little uh, trivia, though. It is interesting trivia. Yeah. But, but has, makes it, it gives me, it, it adds more fuel to what you're saying. I but think. he doesn't have to do anything with the writing of yeah, the show. Yeah, because like, unless he was like, yeah, but, but he can depict it a certain way. Yeah, and, and directors sort of, are definitely, they can be like, can you just say, yeah, you can just make real quick, can you line. say, you have a hard on for me? Just say that. <laughs> yeah, like, it's possible. That's a good point. I mean, but in general, I'd love to see uh, more episodes with this in mind, because I think that is a brilliant theory it's I think, not a theory it is fact like, yeah no, every like, i can i can probably find proof in every scene he's in yeah like like the, the junior scene's obvious every scene with beansy like he's yeah, like he's been thinking about him this yeah. whole time and like we've all like uh, like uh, i understand the feeling of being like hey you didn't visit me and being mm-hmm. mad about that but the level yeah. of rancor like what did he and beansy have before yeah i mean i, I, I or at least in richie's mind and then also uh, yeah, it it all kind of comes down to what Janice and Richie's relationship is going to turn into, and I think. I mean, she's. Just, I mean, if I want to believe my theory, my my factual theory, uh, yeah. she's the beard, you know, and yeah. like she's a powerful beard because she's a soprano. <gasps> wait, the most powerful beard. Does oh wait no that's Ralph. Well, that's future. We can't we can't do spoilers. No spoilers. You but, always say that, and you can definitely do spoilers. Well, there's some people who have been tweeting at us who are like, uh, I've never seen one person say don't do spoilers. I've 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 seen a few people say like uh, I made the mistake of uh, listening to this episode before my wife had finished seeing no, this one, no, and uh, and and they were like, but they didn't say don't. They were just like, oh man, and I was okay. like, oh. yeah. we won't ruin the very last scene for you. I don't think it's a huge <laughs> problem, but all right. Well, no spoilers to. Like later in the season, but we're gonna find out what happens with that. I'm gonna keep that in mind because I think that's should. very good. The whole time, I, my whole thought was like he has a boner for the life. He has a boner for the violence. And I'm sure that's part of it. But I'm, but I think being closeted makes you even more angry. Yeah, and more violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's like a sixth grader that pulls, you know, someone's pigtails because he likes her. Yeah. yeah. Only it's you know it's, it's beansy so and he drives him over his drives yeah. over him with his car. And we saw them make a we saw them make a gay joke that everyone laughed about. You know what I mean? Like there was yeah. like there, there's so many implications that's just like you can't be gay, you can't be gay. Yeah. And he was the first uh, Vito Spadafore. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. also can we talk about the uh, Harpo reveal? Because I think oh yeah, like, that in was terms of just uh, the ri- writing wise, like dialogue wise. Was that the first time that he was brought up? Yes, this is the first time we've heard about Harpo. I think and we, we've heard he, we've heard that she has she's a never no, mentioned no, she's Harpo. never mentioned. No. Okay, well, because we, first we she's debated like, this last episode. Oh, that well, that's how she got that. That, that was part of her manipulation, being yes. like, I wasn't able to. Yeah, right. Yeah, to, yeah. To, make, to have my child or whatever. Yeah, and just like the all right, I have the clip of it. But I was out of line. You're right. I never raised a child. I was robbed of that when Eugène took him back to Montreal. Okay, first of all, that's one amazing line. Yeah, yeah. I was robbed of that when Eugène took him back to Montreal. First great line. Eugène. Janice has some great lines in this one. There's going to be about four of them in a row. Yeah, yeah. Strap in. 
I'm still petitioning the State Department, but I think they have me on their enemy radicals list. <laughs> Wait, Another. Carmela's face when she says that is so funny. <laughs> Carmela's face is all of our faces. Be like, like what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just processing I mean, half yeah. of what she says, sentence after sentence. Yeah. It actually gets overwhelming. Yeah. Janice is kind of like the female uh, Jeff Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, like she maybe was a roadie for Metallica. Yeah, right. She was right. like, "Oh, you remember the Seattle Seven? Yeah, that was me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's done a lot of shit dudes. where you're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she's six also like dudes. an amazing troll. Like right. everything yeah. she says has this like subtle underbelly of like, I'm fucking with you all the time. Yeah, right. and she's a lazy asshole. Like she actually <laughs> yeah. is maybe the laziest person in all of newer on a show based on a lifestyle that's. Like dedicated to laziness. Yeah, yeah. On a show, like the entire point of this lifestyle is, is that to be as we lazy can do as possible. Jack shit. Yeah. Sit around drinking espresso and eating baguettes. Yeah. While yeah. like other people just hand us money. Yeah. To not beat them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Which she, is like I think the most Italian thing possible. Is it? Yes. I mean, we see them eating so much in this show. Like well, in every oh, yeah. episode, there's like at least like. 40% of it is over a meal. Yeah, they're hungry. And watching watching hungry James Gandolfini eat is, 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 is very nice. There is something yeah. about the way he eats where it doesn't disgust me. It's no, like, same. It's one of the few, like, because, like, usually watching someone eat kind of grosses me out yeah. in general. Like, I just had dinner with James. my dad. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> my, dinner with my dad is disgusting. It's just like his lips are just covered in <laughs> sauce. Stop. <laughs> just Stop it, Dad. Sauce-lipped man. <laughs> just like uh, corners of the mouth. It's like, how do, you, how do you even get sauce He's there? He's got those blowjob lips. He's got those blowjob lips. Just... <laughs> Come everywhere. By the uh, way, I'm so sorry. Do, do, uh, but like do James Gandolfini, like when he eats, do like, the characters in the show only eat Italian food? Um, you see him eating ice cream. Have you guys seen that Twitter thing going around with there's a three minute scene of? I think it's in season three. This is not a spoiler, but there's a yeah. thing on Twitter going around with James Gandolfini and Edie Falco. There's like a scene where they're talking about their money, yeah. and he's eating this bowl of ice cream for literally like a three minute straight, like like two cam scenes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way he's like souping around this ice cream yeah. is so hypnotic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it just it's like it's a, a sexy I, way of eating. Like they eat they eat things other than Italian at home, but it seems like whenever they go out to no, a restaurant oh, there was a sushi. it's always like a red sauce joint and it's like right. don't you eat that enough at home like yeah. every every food mentioned in this episode was veal somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, That's get true. It. You guys like fucking red sauce and veal. We've a all veal, had red a veal sauce palm sandwich. Yeah. But then no, Janice sa- brings in the tofu, you know, Janice yeah. brings the tofu. Jan- AJ yeah. likes the soy milk. Yeah, yeah. and there's well, a season. Like the yeah, right, right. There's a season where uh, Tony and Carm uh, get really into sushi. I believe them. I no one likes soy one. milk. Yeah. yeah, you don't like soy milk? No. What? I mean, I don't. I don't drink it except for in my coffee. But I do like it in my coffee. The best. I mean, oh, oat milk the is worst, the best in coffee. It's the worst fake. I mean, even if we're talking fake milk, it's like the worst fake milk. Uh, I guess I don't really. If I have a choice, I'll go almond milk. Yeah, but uh, I like the term almond of this podcast. oat flax. Yeah. I like where this is going. Yeah, just yeah. all kinds of. Don't milk. get me going down a food avenue because I'll stay That's there true. all day. You're a food guy. I'm, a, I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. I, I'm the I'm the I'm a trash person. I'm just saying, like if if I'm Carmela and Tony I, back then, the if you're looking like if you're thinking about the the time this was released, soy milk was like probably the first non dairy oh, sure. popular. Yeah, thing. yeah. No, I can accept that at the time. I'm more concerned about the fact that whenever they go out to a restaurant. It's always the exact type of food right. yeah. that they cook at home. And I don't know, maybe it's a California thing, but like I specifically don't 
eat Italian food out because it's not good. It's not. Well, they're, they're it's very always worse than when I make it home. Italian, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. For them, it's like it's it's a thing of pride. But for me, it's a different kind of pride where I'm like, this food I know is not going to be as good mm. as what I'm using. Yeah, to that's eat. true. But right. that's because you know how to cook. Um, I also think it's because maybe California just has bad Italian food. Yeah, I don't know. yeah it could. Probably I don't New Jersey's is lit. Yeah, I, I imagine. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I do feel like in general, yeah, they're they're into they're into the red sauces. Yeah. Ooh, uh, sorry. Another scene that I really liked was when Tony just jumps out of his seat when uh, Richie's talking to him and leaves. Oh, oh I love yeah, that. because yeah. I did, I was not I did not see that right. Coming, yeah, you know? it's it's a good yeah put you good, on your heel. Yeah. what the hell just happened? Like a yeah. double take. I was yeah. like, what? yeah. And Richie, you know, says that like, what the hell just yeah. happened? And then uh, are you fucking with me? Yeah, he's like, uh, no more talking business with the boss directly. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind the of skipper. like. Yeah, no more talking business with a skip. Um, skip. But Isn't Silvio just like the dream assistant? Yeah, he, he is. Oh, I know. He can do no wrong. He's so empathetic. Yeah. His, uh, he's like, direct with people. I mean, he really is the best executive assistant I think I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. he really is. He's really good. Um, he'll kill someone for you, <laughs> which is like all you really want your executive assistant to yeah. do. Um, so we got, we got a little more. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Oh, we're still here. When was the last time you saw Harpo? She just drops Harpo. <laughs> With no lead up. <laughs> when was the last time you saw Harpo? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three sentences in a row that Parvati are just. Harvati and Harpo Wasach. No, I mean, there's still one more line. That's yeah. hilarious. He changed his name to How. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, Carm. Can we not talk about I love that. In terms of like four or five lines in a row, they're all perfect. That's, 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 that's amazing. an amazing scene. Yeah. And, and what's really wonderful about the fact that you find out that she has a son named Harpo who changed his name to Hal and to him and to her, that is such a huge insult. But it's so funny because it's exactly what she did <laughs> to her own mother when she changed her name to Pravati. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's just like... Uh, these things go in cycles, dude. That's what happens, dude. <laughs> Fucking Sopranos. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's what's up. Yeah. Oh, additional yeah. trivia. Yeah. Uh, so the guy who plays Richie Aprile. Yeah. He's actually Jewish. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Oh, my God. David uh, Proval, Romanian Jew. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah. I don't. Wow. I knew you were an wow. anti-Semite. You guys keep trying to play us in movies. Hey, you guys keep trying to tell us Italian food's not good at Olive Garden, but guess what? <laughs> Free salad and breadsticks, If you want to talk about people playing people in movies. Yeah. 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 Name one Arab actor that's played it like his own race or fucking Big Joel and Holland, <laughs> Prince of Persia or yeah, some shit. That's bad. true. That's you a good know? point. That's a good point. There was, uh, wasn't there was a time in the 50s and 60s where whenever there was an Arab character, uh, it was always a white person unless Omar Sharif was available. Yep. Yeah. And it was like, is Omar Sharif available? No. Nope. Okay, Mickey Rourke. Yep. Get in here. Yeah, yeah that's, was, that's accurate. Uh, that's just how it was. It was like, hey, sorry, Omar's busy. Yeah. How did you feel? This is maybe not, maybe I should take this off mic. Well, how did you feel about De Niro playing an Irish person? He does that a lot, actually. Does he? Uh, well, I, I mean, just thought I, it was, I haven't I seen it was, the Irish. I've man. seen it. I thought it was silly that they had to give him like CGI blue eyes. It's right? like, oh, well, now he's Irish. It's like, okay. He's yeah. Robert he De Niro. absurd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, he was just like smooth and like hunched over pretending to be young again. I, it threw me off. I haven't seen The Irishman yet, but uh, he's played Irish in at least two other films. Really? Uh, one of them, a Scorsese film, right? Did, didn't he uh, in Goodfellas play half. Uh, no, that's uh, Ray Liotta's half, well, half Irish, half Italian. And, 
in well, Goodfellas. Uh, yeah, but uh, what's his name is also not Sicilian. Um, uh, oh, Ro- he's not? Robert De Niro's not. That's why he can't get made. The only person who can get made is right, Joe Pesci. Right, right. Uh, but I thought it was because he was half know, Irish. Was he? I thought he just wasn't full Sicilian. I can't Maybe remember. it was that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in terms of... Uh, yeah, he also played Jewish in uh, in Casino. I mean, that's fucking white people have that privilege. They're just like going yeah. out. All hey, the, I don't actually hey, care don't about. Don't knock like, it till you try it. I'm I mean, sorry. Richie, Richie did a good job. You know, he did a oh, great it's job. Fantastic, yeah. it's fantastic. I never would have known unless I like looked I, it up yeah, on Wikipedia. Me either. Yeah, which is also like the nature of Italian is like they can look like a lot of yeah. different. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Europe is all one. Th- continent yeah it's all the same shit borders are arbitrary hey you know what we're all just human there's only one yeah. race the human race word and then there's matt is really trying to be woke <laughs> and then there's there's subsections of the human race that are just disgusting. i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> um, you're yeah. talking about the irish right i'm talking about the goddamn mm-hmm. irish oh oh i don't like the irish very much Everything about them is Jesus this and Jesus that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus this and Jesus that and go and fight your dad. Go and fight you don't your want da. to fight my dad. Jesus hates potatoes, it when you don't potatoes. fight. You better eat a potato and fight your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Sorry. Yeah, all right. Yeah, uh, that's all right. Uh, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, other than that, I think the one thing I will say is just in defense of the dream, I thought. I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm just saying I rewatched this episode twice. Yeah. That was the one part I fast forwarded through. Well, I thought it was like, it, right, it was an interesting it. dream sequence because number one, it was Melfi's dream sequence. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I thought that was cool. And that also was, that was a pivot. You would think yeah. Faith or uh Tony was gonna wake up. You, you thought it was either Tony's gonna wake up or that Tony actually just got into this car wreck. Mm. And the well, actually I did think I did think it was real because they did this weird thing in the scene in the kitchen. Yeah. Where uh, like Tony's I think it's was it after? I think it was when when Meadow was doing her own, mm-hmm. uh, deciding her own punishment. Yeah, take he's, away the Discover card. Tony's just sweating profusely, and he's oh. got very clear like beads of sweat on his yeah, forehead. Yeah. So and I was like, why is why are they showing him sweating so much? Right. And I assumed it was foreshadowing some sort of like health slash heart condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then when the uh, car accident thing happened, I thought, oh, okay, this was but what the music they were would have given away. No, the like absurd like the absurd wizard of music. Yes and no, but they kind of use absurd music sometimes yeah. in the show, especially they, in the early yeah, season. But, but he wouldn't be listening to because he was reaching for the radio to turn off the Wizard of Oz soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the fuck. In terms of knowing that that song is a creepy song, it's one of the things I love about that dream sequence because that is one of the creepiest songs in The Wizard of Oz, which is a is a movie filled with creepy everything. It's yeah. a creepy ass movie. And then she writes it in her goddamn dream journal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's who she is. I She's mean, honestly, so I. Awful. But I, 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 like, before she wrote it, I didn't know that was from Wizard of Oz. No, like, I, was, I, I remember it very much really? so. It's a scene where they're about to go through the poppies. Oh. Um, in fact, can you look up Out of the Woods Wizard of Oz just so we can listen to it real quick? Because oh, no. it is so creepy. You mean like on Spotify or something? Uh, or, you know. Or like just YouTube? YouTube. Yeah, you know. Because there's something about this song that even as a kid, I was like, what are these voices singing about being out of the woods and then it would city is closer and prettier than ever listen how creepy this is listen 
Like, did people enjoy this? Now, now, listen, listen. Now, listen to what happens. Oh, so what happens right after that? It goes directly into the uh, Wicked Witch of the uh, West theme. Like, randomly. And then it fades back into... Like it's the creepiest thing. I think there was only I think the sound recording equipment was bad, and they only had like a few frequencies that were way up at the higher. Yeah, register. yeah, 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 yeah. And they got just a room full of children to sing. <laughs> yeah. I just like there's something so creepy about that tone Unless of not singing. Not actual children, like dwarves that they beat with. Yeah, the, uh, birch yeah, rods. yeah, yeah. Oh God. Anyways, I really the Wizard of Oz is creepy as fuck, and that song is the creepiest. And the fact that they knew. Like that, it's like they went into my mind uh-huh. and said, "Remember that mm-hmm. creepy song." I mean, it was that... really impacting you. I can yeah. tell. Yeah, we're gonna discuss this on Oz Yourself Again. Oz <laughs> Yourself a Pod. Uh, it's the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> the Wizard of Pod, the Wizard of Pod Sopranos podcast, where we talk about Wizard of Oz mostly, but sometimes the Sopranos. <laughs> hey, we're trying to get more listeners. Um, yeah. So, uh, in terms of malapropisms. Um, uh, you said you noticed all sweetness and lights. Yeah. You know, he's all like, usually, you know, you say someone's all sweetness and light. Yeah. And he's talking about Richie April. Right. He was all sweetness and lights. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was one. I didn't notice that. Um, wait, what is, so malapropism corner is just like finding, cause they always say there's always at least one malapropism in every episode where where, someone botches like an idiom or. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they do a lot of botching of Mm -hmm. idioms in the show. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's one I didn't notice. I was on the lookout for it. I didn't realize it was botched cause I never have heard it before. Yeah. I hadn't heard that either. Um, but you know, Vince is like a professional, you know, prose yeah. writer. Yeah, you're so smart. We get it. Whatever. He's super smart. Mm. Um, just in terms of it's the '90s, uh, the things I noticed were someone ODs on Special K and Ecstasy, yeah. which is a very '90s cocktail. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Edie Falco, Carm, at one point goes, "They were doing designer drugs," <laughs> and designer drugs is a concept that doesn't really exist anymore. We very don't talk true. about like there still are quote designer drugs yeah, out there. I think they're mostly our designer drugs, right? Now. But at this point, we've designed all the drugs, even uh-huh. the drugs that are natural. Natural drugs are designer drugs, so it's not really something yeah. we call. You don't hear the phrase anymore. Yeah, right. and also there's not too many people like, hey, did you ever take 2CB? And it's like, no, I got some 2CI. Like all that <laughs> shit. Like no one really fucks with that anymore. You're mm-hmm. just kind of like, you know, it's like uh, people, they don't want their drugs to sound like it was created in a lab, mm-hmm. uh, which is why, you know, MDMA, everyone just calls it Molly now because right. it sounds sweet. Sounds like a lady. Um, sounds like a lady. A sweet Irish lass. Uh, also, Tony. You call- take your fucking Molly. You take your fucking Molly. I'm sorry. Jesus doesn't like it when you're not giving each other massages. Jesus doesn't like when you call it MDMA. You call it Molly, like a goddamn good Catholic. All right, we're done. Uh, And then Tony calls uh, Hunter uh, Janet Jackson for some reason. I guess he does. Yeah, because she was dancing. I have no idea. Because there was music playing. Because there was Hunter. I, oh yeah, yeah. she's terrible. So she Hunter, so I think that's her, I think that's her purpose, though, right? right? Yeah. Do you know who Hunter is? Hunter is David Chase's 
daughter. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. No idea. Yes. And David I Chase. Feel bad for huge because... fan of this show, by the way. I yeah, looked thank up... you for the show. Thank oh, you. Oh, no, he he uh is not a fan of this show. I looked up a picture of uh Apparently he like, listened of and... present day Wait, Hunter. Really? Yeah. And she's like uh, and this. she's like you know, she's like attractive yeah. now. And she must have filmed the show like in the middle of her like worst like fourteen yeah. year old awkward I period. I don't hate her because she's not attractive. I no, hate I her because she's a bad no, character. I get, uh, yeah, I I get it. So, but she also has like I don't know. They, they've done like all of the bad '90s uh, styling trends to right. her, yeah. Where they like really like overpluck her eyebrows yeah. and like, yeah, yeah. So David Chase. Uh, so our first guest was Alan Seppenwall, who's like uh, written books about The Sopranos oh. and talks and interviewed David Chase a thousand million times. He's one of the you know legend in mm-hmm. uh, TV film uh, TV criticism. And apparently he told him about this show for some way. Well, he was correct. Yeah. Some goddamn reason. And uh, Alan didn't give us the full uh, email, but it was he was correcting us on uh, why Ugats. It was like why yeah. the ooh before. And mm-hmm. we thought it was some like glottal thing. But he's like, no, it means like the. And and uh, and apparently there was more to the email, but he just didn't want to send it to oh, us. No. But you know what, David? We love your show. We just uh, we're still doing it. Yeah, yeah, and we love Hunter. And I'm going to continue to make factual Hunter. errors, and yeah. I regret nothing. You know what? If you want non-factual errors, Sopranos podcast, listen to any number of the dumbass podcasts <laughs> about the Sopranos that are like, "What do you think it means?" When shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the. Have you considered shutting the fuck up? <laughs> yeah. Because this is a show. We're going to do a whole podcast about w- what is actually in the suitcase in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, guess oh, what? I think it's Marcellus Wallace's soul. Yeah, we don't care what's in it. All we care about is the gimp scene. We've done a lot of color theory on like why they paint the wall <laughs> certain colors in certain scenes. It's like, yeah, bitch. Yeah. I've been to film school. It sucks. That being said, uh, anyone else on any of those other Sopranos podcasts, I'm sure they're actually great. I have not. Yeah, yeah. But we'd uh, love to have We'd love to have you on uh, because we think it's a small community nice of people. Nice love, save. And, I'm sure. Uh, I didn't listen all the way through. This but. is our way of saying like, hey, you know what? We're actually really friendly people. Yeah. We just don't give that much of a shit. Um, I mean, Susan Sondheim wrote an essay about how uh, we've overanalyzed things to the point that it's uh, kind of bullshit. Susan Sondheim wrote yeah. an essay. See, already. I was just intellectualizing this for you. You did. And you yeah. did a great job. Remember and Vince is smart. Yeah. He's so smart. Yeah. Well, not uh, as woke as Matt, but you're not as woke, dude. I think that is. We got a voicemail, though. We have a voicemail. Yeah, you guys get voicemails. We yeah. do, but usually what? on the broadcast. But sometimes we well, get them fun. on this one. I like the part where uh, <laughs> Polly kept egging on Tony to talk about how good a blowjob he got from Lorraine Bracco, even though he never got a blowjob. Thanks. <laughs> that's amazing. Wait, that is the most fun voicemail. I love our listeners so much because yeah. they get the Sopranos the same way we do, which is just like I really like it. Bye, then, bye. That's it. Uh, I love that. Thank you so much. Uh, and you know, any voicemails like that are they're very much so encouraged because we want to hear what you liked out there. You know. Like, do you like the blowjob joke? Tell us about it. Yeah. And then say bye. Yeah. Yell at me that for... That was the most sweet, like, succinct, to, like... I love it. To the point. I love that so much. It's so yeah. good. Whoever you are, you're doing it right. You're doing it right. Thank you so much. Uh, we need to say his name. We need to have, like, like a name for our Pod Yourself fans. Mm-hmm. We'll call them Pod... Tom, 
Tony that sounds like it could be a word yeah sapatos that's a Pano- word yeah. Padole, nope. I want to cannoli uh, oh maron uh, oh okay Ma- uh, gaba fools <laughs> gaba, gaba cool gaba guys no they're yeah. not all guys uh, uh Hey, if you have a suggestion <laughs> for what your names should be, uh, let, let us know at broadcast at gmail.com. Uh, until now, I mean, until you tell Goom, us. Goom, Goom boys. Goom, Goom, Goompods. Goompods. Goomba. Poon. Poon. Poon job? Podvardy. No. Anyways, broadcast at gmail.com. Uh, until you give us a name, <laughs> you're just going to be called Piggies. So please. <laughs> Give a set name. Um, and all in all, you know, great episode, B+. Uh, Shireen, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This was very fun. It was a great time. Uh, where can people find you on the I internet? I am Shireen. And sorry. <laughs> no. Yep. Um, you can follow me at uh, Shiro Hero on Instagram. S-H-E-E-R-O-H-E-R-O. And then on Twitter, it's Shiro Hero 666. And then I have a podcast called Ethnically Ambiguous on all podcast platforms and uh, I'm a filmmaker, so you can watch my shit on. If you just follow me, you'll probably find things. Just yeah. I don't know who cares. Well, they do. I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sure they care. Everyone does. Everyone right. cares about. It's a show about caring. It's a show about caring mm-hmm. uh, about uh, people. Yeah. Anyways. Also, the dreams matter. Dreams do matter. Broadcast uh, at gmail.com. <laughs> never having me back. Hashtag not all dreams. <laughs> Hashtag literally all dreams are good. Um, Broadcast at gmail.com. Questions, common concerns. Tell us about uh, anything that you like, anything you hate about The Sopranos. Uh, Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415 Please send us those voicemails. Keep them coming. We love them. And until next time, don't stop believing. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.